So Mary is the help of Christians. Have you ever wondered how Mary helps us? Of course, we, we know that she intercedes for us. Huh? That's a, a key way that Mary helps. Uh, we're reminded of that every time we pray the rosary. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. But that's not the only way that Mary helps us. In fact, I hope this doesn't scandalise you, but I want to suggest that that's not even the most important way that Mary helps us. If we ask Mary uh, how she helps us, I think in all of her humility, she would say to us that the best way, the most important way that I can help you and help your country, help your people, and help your family is through the witness of my life. It reminds me of that saying, uh, it goes something like this. If you speak to someone um, at the level of their mind, like if you speak to them from your mind, you'll touch them in their mind, right? If you speak from your heart and you're teaching someone, they'll, they'll receive it in their heart. But if you speak through your life, if your life is the story, then you will change their life. And, and that's, that couldn't be more true than with Mary. The ultimate way she helps us is through the witness of her life, through who she was and how, how she was, um, her posture, the posture of her heart before God. It's important that we don't forget that and just keep looking to Mary as if she's this magician, right? <laughs> That's what the, gospel, the, the first reading of the gospel is getting at today. We see this contrast. The first reading, of course, comes from the book of Genesis, and it's the story of Eve, right? It's the story of, of a woman um, or a human being uh, who took matters into her own hands, who, a woman who or a person or a human being who relied upon her own resources. Can you relate? <laughs> and then, of course, Eve is contrasted in the gospel with Mary. Jesus says, Who are my mother and my brothers? Those that hear the word of God and put it into practice. That, of course, is Mary, Right? Mary witnesses to us the power of obedience. Her, her, she, she witnessed to us what it, what it looks like to, to live through God, to, to live in partnership with God, to, to live with this constant uh, awareness of uh, her profound need for God in her life. And, and it was that obedience, that's, that's what changed the world. It wasn't that she had special kind of, I don't know, prayers. or she, It was her obedience. It was her openness to God. It was her yes. It was her perfect faithfulness. It was her generosity. That, that's, that's how she helps us, <laughs> by, by showing us what we need to do, the posture of our heart, what our posture towards God needs to be. So this is, this is where faith becomes very, very practical. Right? Very concrete. Every day we have an option. We can 
make an effort in our lives every day to remember our utter dependence on God and really seek to invest in that relationship, really seek to, to deepen in, in our connection with God and, and, and respond to God as fully and as generously as we can, right? That's one option. The other option is that we just go through life relying upon ourselves, upon our own resources, doing what we think is best and just maybe looking to God every now and then, but not really seeking to live through God. Now, it's important that we also recognise um, whenever we look to someone like Mary uh, and someone who was so surrendered to the Lord's will, uh, we need to remember and just be patient and compassionate towards ourselves and recognise that if we want to follow her example, it can be terrifying. If we really want to live in obedience to God, it can be, it can be quite, quite scary for us. For all kinds of reasons, we, we, um, we've kind of taken control in certain areas of our lives, right? And the idea of letting go of control, the idea of really trusting God, taking time every day to really look to God to really believe that he wants the best for us and to sort of start kind of letting go of our tight grip on things, that, that can be literally terrifying. And I think we just need to acknowledge that. That's why our second reading today is so important too. Paul's praying for his community. And he says, I pray that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. So that um, until you know the love of Christ, which is beyond all knowledge, and that you are filled with the utter fullness of God. St. Paul knows that if his community are going to follow his example and follow Mary's example and follow the example of all the saints, then then they need to first be filled with the utter fullness of God's love. They, they need to have encountered his goodness, his mercy. That's the only way that we can begin to trust God and, and, and begin to be open in the way that Mary was open. We need to be um, really seeking constantly God's goodness in our life, really allow God's goodness to touch us, allow God to convince us of his goodness of his love, of his faithfulness. That, that's what gives us that security. That's what enables us to, uh, to respond with that, that, that posture of Mary, that posture of openness, abandonment, you know, um, faithfulness, generosity towards the will of God. So perhaps that could be our prayer today. Maybe we could pray um, and, and ask Mary to pray for us for that grace of, of, of really, um, really, that we would really consciously seek the Lord's goodness constantly in our lives, that we would allow it to touch us. And, and that, um, that, yeah, that encounter of God's love will continue to, to, to help us to, to respond with, with trust and faithfulness and generosity to back towards God.